Today we have a special guest Marcia Dawood who is the chair of the Angel Capital Association, a TEDx speaker, active board member, amazing podcaster, and venture partner at Mindshift Capital. She will be telling us what angel investors look for before investing in startup companies. This is not financial advice. Please consult your financial advisor to associate the risks involved with any investment. Are you tired of developers and consulting firms taking advantage of your lack of technology knowledge? Narrow Lending is here to help with your software, mobile app, IT security, and game development needs. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. Get $500 in free advertising and professional advertising help when advertising today in our business virtual world and our virtual world affiliates. See how advertisers are getting a 200% return on investment on their advertising spend. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. Check out Marsha's Virtual World. Our goal is to gamify the podcast experience for our listeners. We accomplish this by creating a virtual world for our guest, Marsha Dawood, that listeners can enter and learn more about Marsha through a first-person game format. Listeners can also earn money while being in our guest virtual world and get huge discounts on business services, clothing, and much more. Explore the open-world virtual city of our guest and enjoy virtual concerts, shopping mall, games, and a great fun experience. Play multiplayer games where you can earn discounts and money to use toward business or sell in our open marketplace. We hope you enjoy the experience. How did you get into this industry? Well, it was about 11 years ago, someone invited me to an angel group meeting and I had no idea what angel investing was. I thought it was like a group where people invest in the stock market. Um, didn't realize it was actually investing in entrepreneurs and private companies, but I went to a couple of meetings. I was fascinated at a lot of the things I was seeing and hearing and all the different types of innovation that was being worked on. So I was hooked kind of from the beginning and uh, started to get more involved in the place that I was living at the time, which was Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and then ended up moving quite a bit um, due to my husband's job. So we were in New York, Dallas, San Francisco, and now I live in Charlotte and um, seen a lot of different ecosystems, a lot of different types of companies. Um, I tend to like to invest through funds because that usually helps to diversify portfolios and it allows for investors to not have to put up as much money and still get access to a lot of different companies and be able to help different companies. And that's kind of how it all got started. What are you looking for as an investor when you are investing in startup companies? So the founding team is super important. Um, anytime that angels are looking to invest or venture capitalists are looking to invest in different companies, it's really important uh, who the founding team is and that there is a team. Um, most of the time, we don't invest in a single founder, uh, regardless of the type of business it is. So there needs to be a founding team um, with different, uh, different types of expertise that can help drive the company to grow. I mean, in, growing companies are really, really hard thing to do. So you definitely need to have the right team in place. What business verticals do you usually invest in? So typically tech is, is probably um, the biggest one. Um, you know, sometimes if a company has a hardware 
alongside of a software. I, you know, when we say tech, we usually mean software. Hardware is hard. Um, you know, there's usually, it's very capital intensive. It can also be um, hard to manufacture. The, all of the nuances of manufacturing the hardware can also be cumbersome and time consuming and very expensive. So it's important that um, we can invest in something that looks like it's scalable. Do you believe the lead founder needs to be technical? Necessarily. No, it just, it kind of depends. If they have somebody who is on their team who is very technical, technically savvy and can get them to where they want to go, um, you know, the, there's usually a, one of the founders that's relatively technical if that's what they're building as some kind of a, a tech product, but it doesn't necessarily have to be the CEO. How long do you believe a founder's pitch deck should be? I look for something that will tell me some basic information. Um, the biggest thing I want to know is what is the problem that they're solving? Because in a lot of cases, I see companies that have a really great solution, but they aren't necessarily solving a really big problem. They may think they're solving a big problem, but if that problem is already being solved in another way, then it is difficult to get people to change to either purchase or want to use whatever their product or services. So you really need to have um, a big problem that you're solving and the way that you're solving it is so unique that everyone will want to do it because basically the amount of market share that the company is probably going to get is maybe not even 1%, 1%, 2%, maybe 5%. So you really need to look for the big, big problems where it can affect a whole lot of people. At what stage do you believe entrepreneurs should start raising capital? Should wait as long as they possibly can to raise money because the longer they wait, the more equity they get to keep in their company because the higher they can make their valuation. But in a lot of cases, like you just said, there's a lot of people out there that think, well, I have to go raise money right away. Um, and then, you know, it's if you as an entrepreneur don't really believe in your product and you want to you know, ask other people for money and you won't ask your friends and family, then that's not a company that we want to invest in. That means you don't really believe. Do you look at founders' backgrounds before funding them? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of it is, you know, about the team, how, how we kind of work and interact with them through the whole process of them pitching through the diligence process, you know, that's all like kind of like the courting period, you know, the dating process before you actually get married, because these things take a long time to build these companies. So as an investor, you're probably going to be hanging out with this company for an awfully long time. So you better have a pretty good understanding of the team, their background, where they came from, what they're capable of doing, what they've done in the past. You know, that whole concept of betting on uh, a whole team of people in their 20s who have no experience, that, that really isn't reality. What are some of the companies you have invested in? Well, yeah, we have, uh, well, I guess one of the biggest um, problems that I've seen over the years is just the lack of funding that goes to women and people of color. Um, according to Bloomberg in 2021, the amount of early stage investing dollars that went to women was less than 3%. And the amount of funding that goes to people of color is 
less than 1%. I mean, it's just abysmal, and it's not getting any better. Um, we thought things would start to get better, you know, in the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic. It did create wreak a lot of havoc for a lot of things, but it also made people go online more, so people could... Uh, entrepreneurs can get in, could get investment from more than just the people in their own backyard. Um, however, we haven't really seen that needle move. And I think part of the problem is because we don't have enough investors that look like the people that want the funding actually involved. So we need to get more people of all shapes, sizes, and colors to come in and play the game. Are you tired of developers and consulting firms taking advantage of your lack of technology knowledge? Narrow Lending is here to help with your software, mobile app, IT security, and game development needs. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. Get $500 in free advertising and professional advertising help when advertising today in our business virtual world and our virtual world affiliates. See how advertisers are getting a 200% return on investment on their advertising spend. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. What is the best way for founders to go and raise capital? First thing that entrepreneurs should do is surround themselves with some advisors, uh, people who can help them specifically with whatever it is that their, um, their, their craft is, whatever their solution is, whatever their company's doing. Um, if it let's, let's just say, for example, it was some kind of a medical device or something related to, in the healthcare field, I would want to see that that team had surrounded themselves with some advisors first uh, who can help to kind of guide them, make sure that they're not doing things that are going to waste time and money. Um, they can also, yeah, especially if it's a, um, if it's, some type of a healthcare company, they could apply for grants that could help them through part of the R&D process. All of these things are things that entrepreneurs should look at before they actually go out and try to get equity funding. There are things that they can do in order to get other types of funding prior to that, but really it's more a matter of who are you surrounding yourself with, and once you start to form the company, surround it with the right advisors, then those advisors will actually start to introduce you to people that can help to fund the company usually because they understand where the company is going and they've been able to give their expertise in order to help to build the company better. Do you believe it matters where founders are located? It really did matter um, in the past, uh, especially before COVID, but now... Um, Things have changed. I'm not saying that they are completely different, but they have definitely opened up so that founders can get funding from more people. I, most of the angel groups that I know of, and I'm the chair of the board of the Angel Capital Association, and so we have 250 angel groups that are members, and mo many of the angel group leaders that I talked to and, and knew about before COVID, they had all in-person meetings. And now they were forced very quickly to have to go online. It's not like they slowly gra gravitated toward that. They literally all had to do it all at the same time, which could be a great thing for entrepreneurs because now they can get funding if they're in let's say New Mexico, they might be able to get funding from a group in Ohio because they can go and pitch online and they can talk to people and the investors are from all over the country. 
So there's lots of different options I think that entrepreneurs have now that they didn't before. But it's all about being smart about the connections that you make. I can't tell you how many people reach out to me on LinkedIn and they're like, I need $50,000. And I'm like, I, I cannot help you. Um, you know, that is not the way to start a, a relationship with an investor. So, um, yeah. What should founders look out for when bringing on investors to their team? Absolutely. You're 100% right. You know, like I said, this is a relationship you're going to have with these people for a very long time. You want to be able to um, know who they are, know the companies that they've invested in before. You want them to stick around and help you through the process. You want their, not just their money, you want their expertise, the people who are, if it's an angel group, you want to know who else is in the angel group that might be able to help you. Uh, they might be able to open doors for you, be able to give you contacts to different places that you may need down the road, those types of things. How can our listeners reach out to you? They, they really should go to the Angel Capital Association's website, which is angelcapitalassociation.org. It will give a list of angel groups all over the country. So probably the best place to start if you're at the point of wanting to look for angel funding would be to go to a group that's near you. Um, people still, no matter what, will tend to want to help the local people. Um, it's just in our nature <laughs> to want to be a part of a community and help um, people who are local. So I, I think that would be a great place to start. There's other places that you can go to look for maybe not funding right away, but also um, there's some groups that have office hours, which an office hour would allow for, it's almost like um, a speed dating for entrepreneurs and investors where you can get to know each other a little bit. There's no expectation one way or the other, but you know, that uh, investor might be able to give some advice to the entrepreneur that could help them um, to their next person. So, you know, just because you get a no doesn't mean no. It means maybe you got a connection to somebody else who could help you to get funding. But when people go out, when entrepreneurs go out and they, they tend to be so, 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 so focused on funding, I think that's when they, they get into trouble. They, they really need to go out way before they need the funding and start to build relationships. And then that makes the funding process a whole lot easier because even though it seems like it takes a lot of time, which it, it can for entrepreneurs to raise money, investors don't want that. The investors want the entrepreneurs to be spending their time building the company, not looking for more investors. So if you're strategic about how you build those relationships early on, when the pressure's off and you're not asking people to write a check, you know, I think in the long run, your outcomes will be much better. Do you have any closing remarks? and making sure that you're using your time wisely. Entrepreneurs have no time. You know, they're working, you know, 25 hours a day and they literally can't sleep. You know, they don't have time to sleep or see their family. Um, it is important to have that balance. You know, you want to be able to work on your company. Yes, of course, you're going to need at some point or another to raise money, but make it so that it's a marathon and not a sprint. You know, get start to build those relationships early, get to know people in your local community, get to know some people in your industry so that you can really start to build your company. 
and don't think it's going to happen overnight. It takes a lot. It's, it's hard work. I mean, being an entrepreneur is super hard work and, but it's super rewarding. And I think that uh, there's a lot of great things out there and there's a lot of people who are, are really willing to help. And now with um, the regulatory that changed in 2016, now the SEC will allow for what's called Reg CF, which is crowdfunding. Um, there are a lot of platforms that, that do it, but um, you know you want to go to a good one, uh, republic.com I, I, I think very highly of, um, and you can actually raise money from customers. So especially if you have a consumer-facing product, I always think that that's a great way that you can get some marketing and you can get some investment all at the same time. Are you tired of developers and consulting firms taking advantage of your lack of technology knowledge? Narrow Lending is here to help with your software, mobile app, IT security, and game development needs. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. Get $500 in free advertising and professional advertising help when advertising today in our business virtual world and our virtual world affiliates. See how advertisers are getting a 200% return on investment on their advertising spend. Give us a call at 888-503-8298. Thank you for watching. We hope you enjoyed the show.